episode of fantasy in session the podcast today is december the 6th and the culture pushers are here of course if you're listening to this make sure you check out big a uh he is the intro to the podcast on all social media platforms and um the mixtape ferrari prado on apple and spotify and of course if you listen to this make sure you subscribe to us on apple and spotify and tell a friend that you listen to us today my boy javar couldn't be here today he's somewhere soaking away <laughs> But me and my boy Los go hold it down. What up, bro? Yes, sir, man. We back, man. It's been a little minute, bro. Glad to be back, man. Yes, sir. It's that time of the year where our group chats are quiet because either all the bums are somewhere mad that they lost money. Yes. Yeah, bro. And all the people on the championship run are quiet and don't want to jinx their teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just silence, bro. Silence, bro. All you see, all you see is waiver pickups and people getting dropped. Yep, yep, that's it. And I was just thinking about that the other day, man. I was like, damn, bro, this has been kind of quiet lately. <laughs> and I remember, oh, like half the damn group chat is sad right now. <laughs> but I really ain't sad nowhere, bro. I mean, it's a couple, couple out I missed, but I think I did pretty good so far, man. I made it in a nine out of eleven leagues, so I like my odds of at least one. I hit 10 out of 7. I got to hit 1. If 7 I out of 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hit 7 out of 10. I got to hit 1, bro. I got to hit one. Then I'm in this year. <laughs> oh, man. I got to hit 1. I got two buys this year. How many buys you got? I got uh, 5, man. 5. So Dude, That's crazy. You got to win. You got to win like two. I'm, yeah, right, bro. Don't just, you not the ones, just not the ones that I'm in. Don't, don't you put that pressure on me. Just not the ones that I'm in. That's what I'm saying. I don't even like to talk I about. I don't even like to talk about my teams while I'm in the playoffs because I don't want nothing bad to go wrong. Yep. Oh, hey, but you just got to do what got you here, man. For don't sure. Think, don't over, I'm talking to the, you know the listeners and shit. Just don't overthink shit. Mm-hmm. You know, play the play the studs that got you there. Don't get cute. Don't get cute with your lineup. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I know mean, a lot of people think, like they ask like they ask me should they start. Like uh, like DeAndre Hopkins against like the Patriots because he had a bad matchup. Don't ever, I mean, start your studs at all times. Don't ever not start your studs. Exactly. You got to. That's just how I feel personally. I'd rather go down with my ship. Yeah. And play something like like I've I've been through that and it didn't work out. It might work out, but I feel you feel much worse when it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Than it do working out like yeah. Trying to play the matchup and be cute. And now to bring us to week 14, week one of the playoffs. What y'all need to know, what y'all need to hear to make sure you advance to week two and you're listening to us in week 15 because we want to make sure we list all the followers. Even if you don't make it, make sure you listen or tell the person that beat you to listen so they could keep on going to the championship. All or nothing, baby. All or nothing, baby. Week 14, here we go. Lock and load. The Colts are at the Buccaneers, a 47-point over under. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored by three points. 
Jacoby Brissett. I got him as a sit. Um, he's lost a lot of weapons. Paris Campbell is expected to be back, like I said before. Um, but I just think there are better options out there in the playoffs. That's what most of my not to get it confused. Um, that's what most of my start sits are because we are in the playoffs. I took that into consideration. Like, who would I want to start with my fantasy season on the line? Yeah. So just because I say sit doesn't mean I, you know what I mean? Because I think the against the Buccaneer is a positive matchup, but with my season on the line, I don't think I want to start. I think there are better options than Jacoby Brissett out there. Uh yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't know though, because the matchup is nice. The so matchup is nice, but two, you got to think about two QB leagues too. So I, 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 I'm talking in reference to like one QB leagues. Okay, but I mean, we're talking about a quarterback. Speak about it in terms of all leagues too, though. Oh know? yeah, but I'm saying okay, in two QB leagues, I feel like it's not a lot of quarterbacks that I don't want to start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta be like he's trash, one of the, he's one of the top QB twos if he's gonna yeah, get definitely, definitely QB two for sure. If you're in the QB two league, okay, I'll, I'll start referencing that. If you're in the QB two league, definitely I will start him. But in QB one leagues, like I know, like people want to play the matchups. That that's what I'm saying. I would see him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put my season on the line with Jacoby Brissett. I feel you. I mean, if you're in the playoffs, you're probably not in this type of position. But I don't know. A lot of people been riding other. You know, like how if you've been playing quarterback roulette. Yeah. Because quarterback roulette gets you there. Because I played quarterback roulette and ended up on Kirk Cousins, and I ended up riding him on. You know what I mean? Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Hey you. <laughs> Um, James Winston, um, I have him as a start for me. James Winston as a start for me every week. Uh, he just, it just keeps on looking ugly, man, every week. But he just finds a way to finish as a top sixteen quarterback. Yep, he's put up three hundred yards in all but one game and multiple touchdowns in all but one game. So even with all those interceptions, he's leading the league in interceptions, and he's still his floor is still stable. The Colts have allowed five quarterbacks to finish as the top twelve option too. I know. Remember, he remember he faced off against them them red hot Falcons defense. I know they suck now, but hey, they was they was playing. They was coming off of two good matchups, and he still lit their ass up, bro. So, mm-hmm. uh, bitch out. With Marlon Mack starting, are you playing him against the Buccaneers' run uh, top rated rush defense? I am, but I mean, I'm not too excited about it. I mean, you got to – he's going to get touches. I don't think they're going to, like, make him active and then, you know, put, like, a, a Jordan Wilkins situation, how they did, where everybody thought he was going to be getting touches. So, I do think he's going to get the touches, but the matchup is bad for him. So, you just got to temper expectations, you know. Definitely. Rojo and Peyton Barber, um, all jokes aside, guys, they are both sits in, in every league. Even if you play space leagues, they are sits. Bro. Ronald Jones literally got benched for missing one blitz pickup, bro. Like, that is a short-ass leash, bro, and there's no way you can trust that in the playoffs. I don't no. even think going forward, I don't even want him in Dynasty or anything. It's no way. No way. Like, you got Devontae Freeman. He missed the block in the Super Bowl three years ago, and he's still out here starting. Hey, 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 Sorry. hey, 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 <laughs> hey, that is a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still fresh. It's always going to be fresh. Uh, Paris Campbell, um, he's going to be back, apparently. Um, he's a sit, wait and see for me. Um, if you play in DFS, like I said before, I think you could I, – I, I don't know. 
That's I suck at DFS, so don't listen. Play to some me. DFS, bro. I suck at it, bro. I suck. You bro. suck at fantasy before you start up taking, you know, playing it more. Zach. <laughs> 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 Zach Pascal, he's a start for me. Um, I think you can start him just off based off the volume he's going to get alone, and he's in the plus matchup. Uh, he saw 10 targets last week, and he's going against the Bucks, um, who's any wide receiver that's seen at least six plus targets has finished as a top 30 option. So I think he can definitely roll Zach Pascal out there to this week. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, I mean, you could. You don't chase production, man. You chase the volume. He's averaged seven targets in games with Hilton out, so. And Hilton's going to be out again. Um, hey, how do you feel about um, Devin Funches? A lot of people forgot about him. I think he's a good, buy, a good buy low in Dynasty right now. Yeah, if he can stay on the field. That's what I'm saying. Next year, he's going to be back. I think, you can get, I think you can get him pretty cheap right now, too. Yeah, probably. What you think? What would you give up for him? Probably like a little third round pick or a low end um, running back handcuff with potential or something like that. Send it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you had him. I was yeah. just uh, Mike Evans is a start for me, of course. Chris Godwin is a start for me. Jack Doyle is a start for me. He saw 11 targets with Eric Ebron out last week. The Buccaneers have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. That's second to the Cardinals. So they're almost, if not, they're just a little bit worse. I mean, just a little, the Cardinals are just a little bit worse than the Buccaneers. So that's not saying much. So I think Jack Doyle has another big week. Yeah. They're not just, they're not just a little bit worse though. Arizona is fucking horrible. Yes, yeah, <laughs> They literally do not cover. It's like a, a gap. Like a big ass gap between the and second. It's, crazy. But it's, it's still bad. It's still bad. But Arizona. Everybody knows it though. Everybody knows that the Cardinals suck at Garden Tidy. It's not even like just the fantasy community. Like and they literally. still can't stop them. Like literally. they know it too. <laughs> like bro, Higby and Dwelly put up great fantasy days against them, bro. Great. Get a, get out of here. It's weird. OJ Howard is a tight end that is only good against the Cardinals too. Um, so how do you feel about OJ Howard? Um I know you always like to like hold out hope for OJ. Yeah, I ain't no hope in the playoffs though. I mean he has been more involved lately. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, but I'm not he's on the short everybody's on the short leash on the bucks. OJ, man. Everybody's on the short leash on the bucks. He's a uh, yeah. Well, except like the receivers, but he fumbled that ball and he did no longer play for the rest of the game. I don't even blame Arians for that shit, bro. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> that was the worst looking fumble I've ever seen in my life. It was wild. The Ravens are at the Bills of 43 and a half point over under. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by five and a half points. Of course, Lamar, the great Jackson, is uh start. He's a uh, matchup proof at this point. Even if the Bills have a good defense, I don't care. Uh, Josh Allen. A question mark. He should be matchup proof, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, this just that rushing floor. That rushing floor. You know, he's gonna. Not only is he looking good, but it's not that. It's not that. It's the rushing floor, man. It's the rushing floor, but it's the defense that he's playing against that is just. It's really scary, man. The Ravens have not allowed more than twenty-seven yards on the ground to a quarterback all year. 
Yeah, this is a situation of when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. We're going to see, bro, because Josh Allen has been on fire, so I'm not sitting him unless I just have a way better option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's just how I feel about Josh Allen, because last week against Dallas was a bad matchup against, you know, well, it was supposed to be. They're out here making Trubisky look good, but yeah, this is a bad match, and he looked good out there, so. It's 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 gonna be a tough one, man. It's gonna be a t- if you like you said, man. If you, if you don't have a better, I wouldn't go out my way to sit Josh Allen. Like I wouldn't start Ryan Fitzpatrick or anything like that because I feel like that's getting too cute. But if, if you have a better option like a Carson Wentz, I would definitely start a Carson Wentz. Yeah, I wonder who has who's in that situation. Yeah, not <laughs> me because I'm in a buy. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Ingram is a start, uh, but temporary expectations. The Bills have a solid uh, defense against the run. Um, no, they they have a solid defense, but if they're weak anywhere, it is against the run. They're um, they're giving up four four point six yards per carry to running back. So Mark Ingram could have a good game. Yeah, he's been touchdown dependent this year, but the way that Baltimore is playing, they're putting up points every week. Then. You know, a lot of scoring positions every week. So, got to keep firing up as a high-end RB2. High-end. Devin Singletary, you, you starting him? Uh, yeah, I'm starting Devin Singletary. He's been getting the uh, snaps. Um, he's been getting the touches, so. He's like getting him. that ceiling cap by uh, the great, well. Yeah, he's great white hope, too. Devin because he's getting the uh, de- uh, the great white hope t- number two is pretty much a goal line running back when they get down there. That does cap a ceiling because uh, you know Cam used to do that. Yeah, and back in his heyday. Where do you think Cam goes? I don't know, man. He might know. stay there. They ain't got no damn answers there. Nah, nah he ain't gonna stay there. Once the coach is gone, he's gone. Yeah, we'll see. Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's a sit for me. Mm-mm. John Brown, downtown John Brown. I got him as a start because he pretty much you have to start him right now. He's got he pretty much brought you to the dance. Well, he got a temper expectations. I got him. I know he has a lot of that touchdown deodorant on him over the last two weeks. Uh, he caught one touchdown the week before last, and last week he threw for a touchdown, so that kind of saved his fantasy weeks. Uh, the Ravens have allowed seven touchdowns to wide receivers all year, so I feel like. It, it could definitely be a, a long day for John Brown. But every time I feel like it's a long day for him, he, he comes up through the clutch somehow with at least one touchdown. So, Yeah, that's, he's a big temper expectations this week, man. John Brown or Debo Samuel? That's the question that's been – like I've been asking all week, who you got? Man, that's a tough one, bro. It's the playoffs. That's a tough one. Well, I need your answer. <laughs> I'm thinking, bro. Like, shit, I think I would probably go John Brown, man. Now that you, now that we, I done did a little more research and shit, because uh, Debo, he's gonna see some Lattimore. Like he's, they're saying he's not gonna shadow because Sanders plays is gonna be playing out of the slot. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get most of his snaps out of the slot. So Lattimore is not gonna, probably not gonna follow him in the slot. So and he's, if he's not shadowing, that means Debo's gonna see some Lattimore. So what? Well, I think I'm. He's think... been hot though. He's like he's been hot, bro. It's wow. It's crazy. That's a tough one, bro. What I think is tilting me toward John Brown is if I know one thing for sure, Josh Allen is going to throw to John Brown. No, he's not. He only got four targets the last two weeks. Not mm-hmm. if the matchup's not there. 
my gut actually says to play like my gut and just like what I'm, you know, without you know like taking name value into account. I think Debo probably is the better play, but that's just based off a of matchup and the way he's been playing lately. Like Debo Samuel's been balling lately. He had the two touchdowns the last two games, but the, the two games before that, he was in double digit targets. So he's been coming on as of late. So if I play Debo Samuels and he doesn't score a touchdown, I can blame you. Yeah, no, nah, hell no, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Submit in that shit. Oh my god, oh, it's, it's a tough one, bro. It is. Speaking of somebody who's been going off lately, Cole Beasley, but I got him as a sit for me this week. He'll be matched up against Marlon Humphrey in the slot, in the slot, and I just that's not a good matchup. Oh, that's on, what I'm saying. A 59% catch rate, Marlon Humphreys. That's another reason why I think John Brown to get the ball because um, Cole Beasley won't be there as much. Um, yeah. They Mark, just got good cornerbacks though, because Marcus yeah. Peters all is around good. is not good matchups. But I think he he'll go to John Brown before he'll go to a cold, covered Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley be wide open when he be catching if you watch the games. Oh. Um, Mark Andrews is a start, but also temper your expectations. He's got you there, but the Bills have allowed the second fewest points to the tight ends. So just just be aware of that. But you have to start him at this point. Oh, leading the team in targets. The Redskins are at the Packers at 41 and a half point over under. The Packers are favored by 13 points. Dwayne Haskins is still the starter for the Redskins, and he's still a sit for me. Aaron Rodgers is a start for me. Um, I think he has a big game against the Redskins. He torched the Giants last week. And he did really to do in positive uh, plus matchups. Um, Darius Geis. Had a, a what do you call it a breakout week last week? Yeah, he looked great. They went against Carolina, which is a plus matchup, and this is another plus matchup. So we'll see. Uh, they are thirteen point underdogs though, so Chris Thompson still getting involved. So if they are they do fall between you know in a, a early deficit, then Chris Thompson there is more than we want. Darius Geis actually got the 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 least snaps of all three of the running backs last week. Because um, AP looked good last week too. Like exactly. you're not just going away from AP. That was my my fear coming into the year. Mm-hmm. The Packers are allowing 4.92 yards per carry and 13 rushing touchdowns through 12 games. But like you said, they are down 13. I mean, the Vegas does have them losing by 13, so it's depending on the game script. Facts. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I think you can start Aaron Jones. You just have to keep rolling them out there. I, man, Aaron, the story of Aaron Jones' season is is one for the ages. Yes, it has, man. You know, he's, got, <laughs> he's, he's hit that ceiling game a few times this year. But those lows be, like, really, really low, especially, like, when you think he's an RB1 and then he comes out and be, like, an RB, like, nothing. Yeah, because, I mean, he did get, like, two touchdowns called back last week, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And that's really what his bread and butter been because you know they're going to be on the goal line a lot. And he's making a lot of carries. He was leading, leading the league in carries inside the five. So I think he'll come back to the mean. You know, he'll regress to the mean. Hopefully for – He did uh, get uh, – his targets was back up last week. He got uh, six targets last week. So I think he can get back on track against this defense. How about Jamal Williams? You start him? I'll start him as a flex play in, the, in a plus matchup. I mean, they're allowing the fourth most, not in, uh, the ninth most points to running backs. So it's a plus matchup. He's been getting a touches between 10 and like 14 touches a game. Mm-hmm. So I, I like him as a flex play. Terry McLaurin is a sit. Uh, the, the consistency for 
Haskins just has not been there for me. Um, only completing 13 passes in each of the last two games is just trash. And I just can't roll him out there in the playoffs. Even okay. though he might uh, throw, he got, you know, he might catch a touchdown. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but I just can't trust him right now. Yeah, four targets, two of the last three games. Mm. Uh, Devontae Adams, I can trust. He is finally uh, stepping into Devontae Adams mode. He has – he just came to life. 10-plus uh, targets in each of the five straight games, uh, three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He is Devontae Adams. He has arrived just in time for the playoffs, too. I think he know, knows about fantasy, too. <laughs> Alan Lazard. Um, I think you – man, he is clearly the, the wide receiver, too, for for the for Aaron Rodgers' offense. And then in another plus matchup, it seemed what he did in last week in the plus matchup. I think you might get throw him out there, and he's touched you on the bus, man. If you're looking for a, a, a high upside play, if you especially in the, like you wanted a low seeds and you're in the playoffs, and you, you know you're just trying to win against somebody who's probably going to beat you, you know. Wow, well, maybe just just know you're banking on the touchdown. You're yeah. banking on the touchdown, because he's not getting the volume really. But he okay. is the. If I had to start a receiver other than Devontae Adams on the Packers, then Lazar would be the guy. Uh, as we keep going, I'll, I'll I'll put somebody next to Lazard and see how you feel about him. Just just you know what I'm saying, like deep plays. Because yeah. people that play in two and more than one flex league. So, uh, Jimmy Graham, I don't even want to go close to that one. Nah. The Broncos are at the Texans, a 42 and a half point over under. The Texans are favored about nine and a half points. Drew Locke looked good last week in his debut. Uh, two touchdowns, Cortland Sutton, um, but he's still a sit for me. Uh, Deshaun Watson is an auto start. Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay is definitely a star. He's officially took over, um, out touching Freeman twenty to nine last week. And the yep. Texans have allowed at least one hundred and thirty yards on the ground in the last three games. So I think Philip Lindsay has a thing. Uh yeah, Philip Lindsay has a good day. Yeah, I think he does, man. Like you said, he's not only last week, the last three. Games he's averaged um, almost twenty one opportunity um, per game, so he's getting the volume now. It gets a plus matchup. Mm-hmm. Carlos, they, they, they are um, nine point underdogs, so I think he's still going to get the volume even in the um, passing game too. Well, we'll see. It's, I mean, we'll see if the lock targets them. The Texans have allowed a league high two hundred and two PPR points through the air. Um, I don't think Freeman has any fantasy relevant right now in the playoffs, so you can't start him. No. no. Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, you want any of that? Uh, Hyde would be the guy. Um, he's a middle uh, – Denver's a middle-of-the-road matchup against uh, running backs. They're allowing the 15th fewest points, but they're nine-point home favorites. So, I love running backs and um, at home as heavy favorites. So, I think he's a great flex play this week. Cortland Sutton, I got him as a start. Stead. You think he's a – I don't know. I know if he's a stud. I know he's a stud, but I just don't know about Drew Luck. It don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. You have to roll him out there. I think you still have to temper your expectations. Um, he saw only five targets last week, so the volume is a red flag for me. But like you said, you got to roll him out there. I think he's a wide receiver one. He's definitely going to be drafted as one next year. Definitely, man. He has all the making like of a stud, bro, like – Bro, he's making crazy catches. Look like baby Megatron out there. Like, yeah, he has a horrible, 
like three quarterbacks, bro. That's like hard for a receiver, bro. And he's yeah. hasn't missed a beat, bro. That catch last week was insane. Yes, sir. And and it was against Casey Hayward, too. Yes, right. It doesn't matter the matchup. You start a man. Uh, another person who doesn't matter the matchup, DeAndre Hopkins, is a star, even though he will be matched up against Chris Harris Jr. Um, he showed it last week that it doesn't matter, so I think you just roll him out there again. Facts. Will Fuller is a start for me uh, with DeAndre Hopkins being covered by Chris Harris. I think the volume for Chris uh, Fuller. Will Fuller. What did I say? Chris Fuller? Yeah, Will Fuller. The volume for Will Fuller will be there. Um, I think, yeah, and I think it's going to be what is what does Vegas say the spread is? Uh, they're down. Our, um, He's going to be up by nine and a half. Texas is our nine point favorites. Yeah, so I definitely think the ball and Will Fuller will catch a, a deep bomb for a touchdown. Yeah, he's going to be matched up with Will Parks. Um, he had, allows a 73% catch rate. He's graded as a 61 on PFF. Mm-hmm. I like the matchup. Noah Fant. Uh, I don't, don't like him. I think he's going to be something next year. Yeah, um, he's a dynasty, definitely a dynasty stash. If you, if uh, I definitely think he'll be like one of the p- people I'll be talking about, like I talked about Mark Andrews last year. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he's and he's shown breakout, you know, potential too. Like he's put it all stash. together. Exactly. 49ers are at the Saints at forty-four. Point over under the Saints are favored by two and a half points. Jimmy G is a sit for me. Uh, Drew Brees is also a sit for me. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially Brees. They're allowing the second fewest points to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Last week, he put up 11 against uh, Atlanta. So, it's just he's, he has a low floor. So There's only one quarterback to throw more than 242 yards against him, and that was Andy Dalton back in week two. Brees is a great real-life quarterback. But fantasy, he's not a must play, especially in this matchup. Nope. I think it's going to be a lot of Alvin Kamara this game. A lot of dump offs and a lot of like Alvin Kamara. They're trying to run the ball at at the 49ers. I think that's the way you beat him. Um, so, of course, you're going to start Alvin Kamara. Man, is he going to ever score a touchdown? He hasn't scored one since week three, and he scored two in week three. I think that was his only touchdown. Those are, <laughs> believe me. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to happen, man. They got to. It just proves how touchdowns are just random, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You can't predict touchdowns, so it, he'll have a get right game. I don't know the if it's going. I don't know if it's going to be this one, but I'm hoping hope it's this week. <laughs> I, I need it to be this week. At least, at least two of them, man. Give me two. Give me two like Zeke did. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Matt Burita. None of them. <laughs> All right, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, like Emmanuel Sanders this week. Um, he's gonna be he, and you know he was playing with that rib injury, so he hasn't really been doing anything. But last week he played ninety eight percent of the snaps, so I'm more confident now. And with him playing out of the slot, he's not gonna be matched up with Lattimore. So that's the the cake matchup when you play in the Saints. You gotta attack him in the slot. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we already talked about Debo Samuel and Lynn, so I don't think we need to talk about him anymore. So officially, he is a sit for me in the playoffs. Who's that? Debo Samuel. Debo. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so in the last four games, he's averaged six and a half targets and fourteen point four points per game, 
And Eli Map Apple, he's that's where he's gonna be lined up most against. So he should. I, I mean, he should be able to do what, 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 what is the answer? What is the answer? But I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know I got that decision this week, bro. <laughs> uh, man, yo, no, nobody has the answers. This, boy, that matchup, bro. Like it's, it's so crazy, man. John Brown's matchup is so bad. <laughs> I have nothing better, no better options. I'm not gonna go like too cute and like go like Auden Tate. Like even though I thought about it, but I don't. Uh, I don't. I I'd rather go out with who got me here. Yeah, I feel you. Michael Thomas is a start, of course, even though um, it's going to be tempered expectations. George Kittle is a start. Jared Cook, how do you feel about him? A lot of people be hating on Jared Cook for some reason. I don't know why. Um, probably because he's been a bum most of his career. But with Drew Brees, it doesn't look like he's a bum. He's got 26 targets over the last four games. Exactly. And he's averaged 12.4 points, and he's the number two tight end in that span. I'm just saying what people think. Oh, but okay. With all that said, he's still a sit for me this week. Yeah, he definitely a sit with the 49ers being the number one team defending tight ends. Mark, um, Mark Andrews did uh, have a good game against them last week just based off the volume alone. Uh, Jared Cook could be seeing a lot of volume. It just depends on if that's who Drew Brees wants to target. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's Alvin Kamara. Uh, it's Michael Thomas. <laughs> the Bengals are at the Browns, a 41-point over under. The Browns are favored by eight and a half points. Andy Dalton is a streamable candidate, I believe, against that Browns secondary, especially once now that uh, Miles Garrett is out. The pass rush is not um, – Intense, and I think Andy Dalton will put up a good game. I th I thought like I like Andy Dalton over Jacoby Brissett. I think I would probably play Brissett. He has a higher floor than Dalton. I think Dalton has a higher floor in this matchup too. Yeah, I mean, are going against the Bucks because Jacoby Brissett just started throwing touchdowns. Like, no. I no, no, huh? he started like regressing. Well, he, went on, he went on a touchdown slump, though. Yeah, exactly, because he was throwing a lot of touchdowns in like, the beginning. He, was, like, saying, he lost his targets. He lost Ty Hilton. He's not throwing as many touchdowns as he were. Yeah, that's a good. That's a that's a good one. Dalton versus Brissett. I will go with Brissett though. I think I will go. I will go Dalton. Uh, Baker Mayfield or out of those two, Baker's gone against the Bengals. He's, they're playing each other. Playing each other. I'm trying to find this matchup. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I would probably I would play Baker. Yeah, I like Baker too. Uh, Baker is a start. Uh, the Bengals. Uh, I don't believe the Bengals are a good defense. I don't think they got good overnight. Even though the, they did look good against the Jets, I just think that was an outlier game. I think they were going to win one game, and that just happened to be the game they win. But I think they might. No, I don't, I don't know. I think they're trying to win no more. I don't think they want to win no more either. And the Vegas don't think they'll win either. So I'm going with Vegas. Uh, Cleveland Browns are favored by eight and a half. Joe Mixon. The crazy tale of the Joe Mixon season. A lot of people had him finishing top five. And not a lot of people. Let me take it up. I had him finishing top five, and he, he's not there. Yeah, uh, but he has been used a lot lately, and he um, ran a season high in snaps last week. Mm -hmm. So they're still finally starting to use him in the passing game, it looks like. So you yeah. got to roll him out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely roll him out there. Like you said, he's seen 16 touches in the last five games each. So you got to roll them out there. Now, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
A lot of people were laughing at the people that drafted um, <laughs> Kareem Hunt, and they said, you know, Kareem Hunt is not going to have be fantasy relevant with Nick Chubb there. And of course, Kareem Hunt is fantasy relevant with Nick Chubb being there. Uh, he has his own little role, man. He's just getting yeah, all the target. You can tell he looks fresh, bro. It looks like he shot mm-hmm. out of the cannon, man. Like, just looks faster than everybody. Definitely. I'm like, man. I, every time I see, every time I like flip to the to, to the Browns game and I see the running back, I'd be hoping it's Nick Chubb. And it does not be. Uh, but Chubb still gets his. Yeah. He still gets the carries. He's just not getting the passing opportunities. But even, uh, even with that, like, they're going against the Bengals, who's allowing the six most points. So. He's about to eat. They both about to eat because they both about to eat. Twelve opportunities a game since returning from suspension. Yep, it's the perfect game for them to come back. For Nick Chubb to come back, and all he needs is a touchdown. He just needs some of that touchdown deodorant, and people will feel different about it. Yep. Tyler Boyd is a start for me now that Andy Dalton is back. He went back to his ten target ways, and uh, TJ Carey. Carry, I think that's how you pronounce it, or carry. It doesn't matter. He'll be guarding him, and he's allowing seventy-two point five percent catch rate in coverage against slot uh, receivers, where Tyler Boyd spent most of his time at. So I think Tyler Boyd is a, a great play this week. Uh, John Ross, are you like you want to say something about Tyler Boyd? No, I agree. Oh, John Ross, I think you got to sit, wait and see for him. I just don't believe John and rolling him back out there because he could have a big game. And I think that that's part of the upside for me um, with Andy Dalton. Now that John Ross is back, I definitely see somebody that can take the top off the ball. And I think it, it'll be a lot more like like in the beginning of the season where they were like throwing the ball a lot and scoring points. They just were losing. Yeah. I just – no way I'm trusting that in this first game back, though. Um, and definitely not in the playoffs. Uh, Alden Tate is a sit. Um, if you – I don't know, man. If you matching up Alden Tate against Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, they both allowed a 48 – together they both allowed 48.1% catch rate. I don't think you can roll him out. I don't think it'll be that – I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, he's just a floor play because he's getting the, the volume. He was getting the volume with Andy Dalton there too. So, if you just – if you need like a, a wide receiver three flex play, I don't mind him. Alden Tate or Debo Samuels? I will play Kibo. All right. OBJ, you got to keep holding them out there, but I just think everybody has tempered it. I don't even know what your expectations are of OBJ at this point. Just wide receiver, too. All right. Just, I think just get buy low on him in Dynasty, I, I would definitely suggest you go buy low on him. I, I bought low on him in Dynasty. I suggest you go buy low because – the talent is is going to rise. Cream always rises to the top. Yeah, facts. Javar, uh, not Javar. Jarvis Landry is the start for me. He's he is clearly the wide receiver you want to start. He's the wide receiver one out there in Cleveland. David yep. Njoku, ten, ten targets a game, mm-hmm. and he's the wide receiver two in that span. I like. You said, hold on, say that one more time. Or since coming back from the bye in week eight. Mm-hmm. Averaging ten targets a game as the wide receiver two of all receivers in the whole NFL since week eight. That's crazy. Yeah, That's right. a whole half a season. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, it's, it's, it's five games: eight, nine, ten, yeah, or six games. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. That's a pretty good sample size, though. It, it's half a season. 
Almost. Well, how many seasons? It's eight, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a. Anyway, I don't have time for the math, man. David Njoku is back this week. Um, I think you should pick him up for next week because he plays the Cardinals and don't start him this week. Yeah, I agree. The Panthers are at the Falcons, a 47 and a half point over under. The Falcons are favored by three points. Kyle Allen is a sit for me. Um, he just, I just don't think you can trust Kyle Allen, especially not right now in the playoffs. Yeah, and he uh, disappointed the last time they uh, met up, too. Disappointing is not the word. Yeah, 9.7 points. <laughs> Matt Ryan is a start, especially with Julio playing. Um, I think uh, what and, hurt him last – huh? And Hooper. And Austin Hooper. I think what hurt him last week is um, Julio and Austin Hooper were not playing, and it showed, and that's why Matt Ryan had a little bit of a bad day. But I don't think yeah, he can go – Hey, bro, you see that stiff arm, man. Yeah, that – come on, man. I was, I'm trying to – come on, man. Did you not let off a little chuckle, though? Like, God, you know what I mean? Like, God damn. I, I, was, I was – it was Thanksgiving, and I was drunk. So, I did not – Like, I was, I my first instinct was to get mad, but then I, like – like it was kind of funny, bro. Like, we were already losing. If it would have been anybody but the Saints, like maybe I would have laughed. But like now they're gonna use that like every year. flatten, bro. <laughs> they're gonna use that. They're gonna use that picture every year. It's gonna yeah. be. Oh, bro, I hate the Saints so much. The internet, bro. Uh, anyway, it's not a Falcon podcast. Uh, the CMC, uh, like we said before, if you have him on your team, you're probably in. The you got a first round bye or you're in the playoffs, so of course you already know what to do with him. Devontae Freeman, I think he's a sneaky start this week. Um, the Panthers bleed points to the running backs. Uh, they did last week, like you said before. Um, the Redskins had a great both running backs had a great day against the um the Panthers, and I think Devontae Freeman is in, in line for a good day too. Exactly. Um, he had 22 opportunities last week and he looked good. He just had a tough matchup. So, as long as he gets that same type of volume against this uh, defense, I love his matchup this week. DJ Moore will definitely be a first round or in that first batch of wide receivers drafted next year. True for the fact. I mean, fact or fiction? Uh, I go fiction. I still think he needs a – he's not going to be like the the tier one receivers, you know what I mean? Like the, What more do you need to see? I mean – He's been getting the targets. He, I mean, he's been looking good this year, definitely. He has been looking good. But where would you – who would you take him over? So, so let's, let's, like, let's, so let's go back to Thomas. who – Okay, maybe – let's go back to – okay, maybe the, the top tier is a little more. I mean, okay. Oh. Not, 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 like the three, three. not the top three. Not in the top three. He might be a top – he might be a round three receiver. A round three? Like, yeah. Like that Galladay-type range. Mm, so I got so my my top three is of course um, in no particular order Julio Adams, Julio Adams Hopkins, and then probably like Michael Thomas, and then after that I believe you can he's in that batch. Okay. Huh? OBJ. Yeah, that, I think he's in that in that batch. He's in the OBJ batch for me. Uh, I can't put it there yet. I think that's where he is. Who I else is in the OBJ batch for you? Huh? Who else is in the OBJ batch for you? You got him. You got Mike Evans. Wow, he's definitely if he's in a, if he's there. He's there for me. I'm saying like I that's like that's what he, two more receivers I'll take over him. 
He's, I think he's, he's a he, top fifteen. He's, he's going to be talked about in those rounds with Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin next year. He's going to be talked about before the before the Rams wide receivers because the Rams offense didn't look as strong. He's going to be talked about before them. Yeah, but we'll talk about that when we, when when we get there. This right. week he has a great fucking matchup, and he has been playing <laughs> this week that this year. Isaiah Oliver, who he's going to be going against, uh, gives up a sixty eight percent catch rate. And uh, allowing almost a half a point fantasy point per route. So, Trash. great, great matchup this week. And he's averaged nine targets since week five. So, start him. I think that Chris uh, Curtis Samuel is a great match. He has a great matchup, like uh, just like DJ Moore. But Cal Allen is just not a good deep ball passer. He's only completed eight out of 38 um, passes considered deep balls. But I feel like you can start him as a flex player and you can just hope for a touchdown just because the Falcons' secondary is so bad. Like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I don't believe they got better overnight. And Jameis Winston showed that. And I just – I don't think Kyle Allen to have another bad game. I just don't believe in him enough to start. So I think you can roll Curtis Samuel out there in a flex play. I like him better than like a lot of like lower-tier wide receivers this week. Like I like him – if I had Curtis Samuel or Debo, I'd definitely play Curtis Samuel. Uh-huh. Um, Julio Jones is a start. He's playing this week. Calvin Ridley is a start. Um, Russell Gage is is not a start now that Julio is back. How do you feel about Russell Gage? I know yeah. a lot of people were on the Russell Gage train last Julio week. and Hooper's back, so definitely he has his old crew back. So not yeah. Russell Gage. Uh, Austin Hooper, like you said, he's back. So of course he you can roll him back out there, even though he's coming back off an of injury. I just think that. He showed – well, he was the number one tight end when he went out. And you just – and his tight end landscape is not too many better options. Agreed. The Dolphins are at the Jets, a 45-point over under. The Jets are favored by five-and-a-half points. Ryan Fitzpatrick, another one that I would start over Jacoby Brissett, um, is a start for me. Uh, he has been the third-highest-scoring quarterback since week seven. Did you know that? Yeah, man, he's been balling this year. The or, Jets, not, not the whole year lately. He's been yeah, balling. Yeah, week seven. Fitz like, Magic. Right. No, I'm just saying it's been Fitz Magic. Oh, not, has he? Do you think I'm? I'm scared. When, I, I don't think it's gonna run out this week. I think he could definitely uh, touch that uh, Magic wine. Yeah, he's definitely one of the top streamers this week. The Jets give up the most of their yards through the air because uh, that run defense is pretty good, allowing a league low 2.9 yards per carry. So. I think the Dolphins running backs um, are non-existent anyway because I don't I don't believe in Patrick Liard. So <laughs> uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a locked-in start for me. I think you can lock in and start Sam Darnold too. He disappointed last week in the plus matchup, but I, I can't sit anybody that's starting against the Dolphins. Yeah, they're allowing the fourth most points to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, got to start them, but you know you're going to be scared. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to be scared. So, I understand if not. Patrick Layard, though, um, like I said before, he's a sit, especially against the Jets, who dominate on the ground. Le'Veon yeah. Bell. That's the game a lot, though. Huh? He's he's more of a passing down back, I feel like. Yeah. That's get volume this week. So, I think it provide a nice floor, but I ain't excited about him. It's the playoffs. You probably don't need him if you're in the playoffs at this point. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
Hey, that's funny. Le'Veon Bell, um, like we said before, he's been dealing with the sickness all week. Uh, he didn't practice. So, but if he plays, you have to roll him out there and ho- hope for the best. Hopefully he doesn't get sick in the middle of the game. Maybe he has a Jordan flu game or something. Yeah. <laughs> the um, fantasy MVP, my fantasy MVP, your fantasy MVP, I think I think he definitely if if not he definitely is in the running for fantasy MVP this year. Do you know where I'm going with this? Who that? Uh, Devontae Parker. Yes, Devontae Parker. He is a locked in auto start. I almost want to give him the, that wide receiver where I don't give him a long speech treatment. You know what I'm saying? Because it's already said what's need to be said. Yeah. Fifty five yards or a touchdown in each game, unless your name is the Patriots, which I can't blame you. You know what I mean? And plus the 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 Jets cornerbacks are going to be out. Tremaine Johnson is out, and Brian uh, Poole is in the concussion protocol. So Jamal I think Adams. Jamal Adams is probably possibly going to be out. I don't know if they came out and officially said he's going to be out yet. He's, yeah, in danger. He's in danger though. I don't think he plays. Uh, but so I think Devonta Parker has another big game, and I think he wins a lot of people some fantasy championships this year. Yeah, man, he looked great last week, bro. Like that was just like the ceiling game that everybody like you know he's been brewing all year, bro. Just quietly, finally, just and he looked like a stud last week, bro. He was making like physical catches. He made like three of them, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he was unstoppable last week. Um, since week six, number two receiver. So he's been beasting, bro. Yeah. And with the the like you said, the the cornerbacks are out, so he's a must. He's gonna win you the game on Sunday, I believe. Robbie Anderson, I know I've been ragging on him for the last couple episodes, but um, I think he's reached – you can put him back in your lineup. Oh, it's, it's so hesitant to say it, but uh, it's a it's a plus matchup against the Dolphins. Um, over the last two games, like I say, I think he's proved it, that he's ready to come back. Sam, Sam Dalton has put his glasses back on and seen Robbie Anderson because it seems like he only sees Robbie Anderson at the end of the year. Like, Every right? year. So I think you can start Robbie Anderson in the plus matchup and expect big, not, uh, hopefully big things. Yeah, it's it's between him or Crowder though. What you what you think about that? Because Crowder, with him coming on as a, like Crowder, like went the complete opposite direction. Yeah, two games. So I think you got to go with Robbie Anderson, man. Yeah, play the high hand. Play the high hand. You got to play play the play the role if you're gonna play it. I think you could play James Crowder to, to Jameson Crowder too. I wouldn't be mad if you played if you started Jameson Crowder either though. Like if you didn't have an option between either of the two. Like I would start Jameson Crowder over Debo Samuel and John, uh, John, downtown John Brown. Yeah, because even though he didn't go in last week, he only had like one point, but he had nine targets, which is kind of hard to do. I feel like, especially as a slot receiver. Yeah, that's wild. He only had one point and nine targets. Um, Mike Jacecki, uh, like we said, if Jamal Adams is not playing, I think he definitely somebody you could uh, consider a streamable per, uh, tight end. Yep. He's been right. getting five targets a game over the last seven weeks mm-hmm. um, and put up 12 and a half points on six targets and six catches last week. He's snagged on somebody last week, too, for a touchdown. Great last week, bro. Ryan Griffin is a start for me. Uh, the last week's weeks totaling 28 targets, 24 receptions, 266 yards for four touchdowns. And he's playing the Dolphins. Like it. I picked him up somewhere off the waiver wire. 
Uh, the Lions are at the Vikings, a 43-point over under. The Vikings are favored by 13 points. David Blah. Is that how you say it? Blah. 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 Is a sit for me. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a start for me against that Detroit Lions defense that makes everybody look good. Um, Bo Scarborough is a sit for me. The Vikings defense is uh, pretty great against the run. I don't think that's changed. And I, uh, I know Bo Scarborough gets a lot of volume, but I just don't think he provides nothing but a floor. Yeah, because he's not using a passing game at all. And so them being 13-point underdogs – he could easily be scripted out, man. Dalvin Cook, um, you got to roll him out there, temp your expectations, because you just don't know how that injury is going to react. Uh, of course, he came out and said they sat out because it was a precaution because they have four important games coming up. But um, I feel like that was an important game, too. So, I don't yeah, know. He's out there, man. You got to roll him out. Yeah. Um, Alexander Madison, you feel comfortable starting him? Uh, not, not now, because I mean, if Cook's out there, he's not. He don't even have a, a injury des- designation. Like he's just, he has no tag or anything, no questionable tag. So, I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't want to play him. I think he does have a. a it, it's because they are. They, I mean, they're heavy, um, favorites. So I could see a situation where they pull Dalvin Cook like in the fourth quarter and he gets like 10 touches. Madison gets 10 touches in the fourth quarter or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm not really excited about starting him. Ah, definitely not. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I think you got to keep starting him and rolling him out there. Even uh, Just hope Blah can find him again. I, bro, you should have seen how loud I got. Everybody in the house thought I was crazy. Like, <laughs> they, know, they don't know like – like they know about like fantasy because I got mostly like women in my league and not in my league, but in my family, not, not saying women don't know about fantasy, but you know what I mean? But I got mostly like women in my fantasy that don't care about football. And all they know is that I like the Falcons and all they see was me scream when this guy that was not a Falcon scored a touchdown. They looked at me like I was crazy. So confused. Oh man. I was so happy. He got me to the playoffs. He got that. He got it out the way early too. Yes, I was so happy. I didn't even care about the rest of the game. Yeah. So I think you got to keep starting him, like I said. Um, Marvin Jones is a start for me if you don't have any better options. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even feel comfortable saying that. I mean, he was he produced last week, too. He, the volume. he gets that volume. Yeah, he produced last week. And I want to say, like, since week six, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but him and Kenny G have been about equal in production. Adam Thielen, uh, I don't think he plays on Sunday. That's pretty it's pretty sad for Adam Thielen owners in the playoffs. Um, so with that being said, I think you can start Cal Rudolph. Yeah, um, that's definitely the case because Rudolph has scored in four straight games. Like, that's he's only a play if Thielen's out. So um, in the games Thielen missed, Rudolph is averaging 4.6 targets and 11.3 points. And with Thielen in the lineup, he's averaging two Targets and 3.7 points. So him out, Rudolph is a strong play this week. Definitely. The Chargers are at the Jags, a 43-point over under. The Chargers are favored by three. Phillip Rivers is a sit for me. Um, the Jaguars have allowed the 11th fewest points to quarterback through the air. 
So I just I just don't think you can trust Phillip Rivers in, in this in this big game with the, especially that low over under. I think it's gonna be a lot of rushing. Definitely not, man. Garner Mishu, um, I, I feel better about the Jaguars that Garner Mishu is back as the quarterback, but I just don't think this is a good matchup for him. His first game coming back against the Chargers, that defense, especially with Darwin James back, um, the uh, the safety, the superstar safety. Yep, and they're allowing the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks. And that pass rush is pretty vicious. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are both starts for me, uh, especially Austin Eckler. I think he still gets enough receiving volume to consider him an RB2. Yep, allowing the eighth most points to running backs, Jacksonville. Hmm. I think Melvin Gordon has a big game. Yeah, he looked, he's he been looking like the Melvin Gordon, so mm-hmm. he's coming back. He's finally starting to pay off. Leonard Fournette is a start for me, an auto start. Uh, Keenan Allen is a start, uh, just temporary expectations, because I just don't know what uh, Phillip Rivers is, which Phillip Rivers we're going to get. So I just, of course, you got to start Keenan Allen, but that's just how I feel about it. Yep. Mike Will made it, is no longer making it for me. He's, he's not making it in my lineups. Yeah, he's still still waiting on that blow up game. He's on pace for getting he's getting those air yards though. He's getting uh, he's on pace for eleven hundred yards. Still doesn't have a touchdown. So and he gets a plus matchup this week. AJ Boye allowing um sixty seven percent catch rate, point forty fantasy points per route. So he's still getting the yards, still getting the targets. Touchdowns gotta come eventually, man. That's true. DJ Shark. Um, I think he's going to – I think he definitely had to start him. I don't think you have too many much better options. I think he probably rode him here, pause. Um, but he'll be matched up against Casey Hayward. Of course, Casey Hayward probably shadowed him most of the day, and that's never a good matchup. But I think with Gardner Minshew being back, I think the volume will be there because that's Gardner Minshew's boys. And um, I think he – I think you just got to hope for the best. Yeah, I got to roll my dad. That's a wide receiver three. Yeah. Um, next week, though, I, I feel better about him. D.D. Westbrook, um, I think you have to sit him. Um, this is a negative matchup against Desmond King. I, yeah, they're allowing the fifth fewest points to slot receivers this year. And he really wasn't putting up numbers like that with Minshew the first time he was a starter. So exactly, not excited. Hunter Henry, I think you've got to roll him back out there. I know last week a lot of people were disappointed, but um, I don't think you have a better option than Hunter Henry at this point, so you got to roll him out there. Since week six, he's dirt among tight ends with seven targets a game and is the second-best tight end in that span. Exactly. Everybody's entitled to a bad game. Just don't do it to the playoffs. Don't do it to us in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are at the Patriots, a 49-point over-under. The Patriots are favored by three. The Patriots... I mean, they're at home in Gillette Stadium in December. Tom Brady is a sit for me. I just – he just – I know at the beginning of the year he started off kind of hot. Well, not hot, hot, but, like, fantasy-wise hot. He was scoring points. Yeah, he was – through the first six weeks, he was the QB6. Since that time, he's a QB21, though. So, definitely cooled off a whole lot. Yeah, so he's definitely a sit for me. Patrick Mahomes is a start. Even though he is playing that Patriots defense, I think he's going to – it's a high over-under, so I think it's going to be definitely a lot of points scored. Do you start the Patriots defense against Patrick Mahomes? Um, Yeah, 
I think you got to, but um, I went out, I went out I and I, a blow up game though, like they've been doing. I don't man, they they kind of hurt me last week. But they put up last week. Uh, let me look and see. I had them last. I have them in Legends last week. Um, I know they didn't put up a dominant game. They probably they put up like a regular defense game. They only gave me two. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing against um, the Chiefs. Would you rather play the Chiefs defense? I mean, the Patriots defense or the Eagles defense against the Giants against Eli? Uh, probably the Patriots. For real, they probably get some sacks. They'll probably get a pick here and there. Might get a fumble recovery. I like think the Eagles will get some sacks against Eli. They haven't, they haven't been like just like like just. I guess they've been shutting teams down, but they've been getting turnovers. And I mean, the ball ain't just gonna be in Mahomes' hand literally the whole time. Like it's other players that can turn the ball over. You know, what I mean, they can still get a pick. They can still score on special teams, which they've done pretty much. Um, not pretty much, but done multiple games. You know what I mean? Punt return, punt block, kick block. Like, bro, they've been, like, elite everywhere on defense. So, even though they're playing uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'm still starting them, man. All right. I don't know if I'm going to listen to you, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it's easy for me to say, but. It's easy for you to say because you don't got to make the choice. LaShawn McCoy and Darwin Thompson. How you feel about them this week? I think you got to sit them this week just because they're playing the Patriots. And like you said before, we just want to see what that that snap percentage is and what that touch percentage is. If Darwin Thompson does like take over, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, definitely. I want to stash Darwin though. Definitely, man. Definitely De- going for it. Uh, Sony Michelle, James White. Um, the Chiefs are allowing 185 total yards to running backs. That's the most in the NFL, and um, they are allowing the third most PPR fantasy points through the air to uh, running back. So, of course, you want to start James White because if they get behind in the, or in the shootout, clearly, like we've seen last week, James White is going to be the only running back on the field. Um, but I think they want to run the ball down the Chiefs' throat, you know, because that's just where the Chiefs gives up a lot of their uh, yardage too. So I think you can start Sony. And I think if you can't start Sony now, it's probably not even a point of having Sony on your team. So what you think? Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Tyreek Hill is a start. Of course, he's going to temper your expectations just because he's playing the Patriots. But every time he's been playing them, he, they, it doesn't matter because he tortures them. Sammy Watkins, on the other hand, will see a lot of Stephon Gilmore, and you just that that's not a good day. And he's only been seeing three targets the last two games. So I oh, think that's Huh? I don't Oh, so uh, he only saw three targets each of the last two games, so that's that's pretty bad. I don't want any part of Sammy Watkins on my team in the playoffs. This guy had one great game and literally did nothing else. Nothing else. That was crazy. I remember everybody was so hyped about it too, and then I remember for weeks on you had to like keep putting him in your lineup because you like you didn't know if he was gonna have another one. Exactly, bro. He is the wide receiver seventy-seven since week one. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Julian Edelman is a start for me, um, but you got to temper your expectations. I just, I don't know, man. I just think he's getting the volume. So yeah, he's getting the volume. That just that offense just doesn't look good to me anymore. They don't, but he's still been a beast, and he's still a wide receiver one this year. He's the only 
dependable target that Brady has. So. Do you know the Chiefs have allowed the third fewest points to wide receivers? I got the uh, second fewest, so I got even they're even better. <laughs> still starting Edelman. Yeah, you're still starting. I just saying you got a temper. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, I got him as a sit. Yep. I just don't know which, just what he. I'm so glad the Falcons got a second round pick for him. Yeah, um, definitely cashed out. Travis Kelsey, of course, he's an auto start for me. You want to start Ben Watson? Nah. All right. The Titans are at the Raiders, a 47 and a half point over under. The Titans are favored by two and a half. Ryan Tannehill is, I think he's moved out of the streamer category and into just a start. Yeah, he did put up a stinker last week, but I guess. Like you said earlier, everybody's entitled to one. Everybody's entitled to one. He's he playing the ball, and he just didn't rush last week a lot. That was really was key. So hopefully mm-hmm. that, don't, that don't continue. But he does get a good matchup this week. Yeah, he's playing the Raiders. They're allowing the fourth most fantasy points to the position. Uh, like you said, he has that rushing floor. Thirty yard, uh, three thirty yard games in the last four games, and two rushing touchdowns. So. You know, like you said, everybody's entitled to one. If he has th- 30 rushing yards, which is not hard to do, uh, that's three points right there. So that's a good floor. Uh-huh. Uh, good place to start. So I think Ryan Tannehill, especially against the Raiders, uh, with that high over-under, um, is, a, is a good start. Derek Carr, I just I can't start him. He's like a, a poor man's version of Russell Westbrook. Like, he doesn't throw the ball. Like, like Russell Westbrook doesn't throw the ball, but he's – You said it twice. <laughs> what? Russell Wilson. Wilson. (laughs) Like a poor man, Russell Wilson. I may even forget what I thought now, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, You can't start him. He doesn't throw the ball enough. Yeah, he's, yeah, bro. He got benched. So, he got benched. Derek Carr, I mean, not Derek. uh, Yeah, Derek Carr got benched. Derek Henry, on the other hand, has three straight uh, games of 150 plus rushing yards. He's a beast. Um, the Especially Raiders, the time of the year, too. Yes. The Raiders are tough against the run, though. They are allowing just 3.9 yards per carry. But I think Derrick Henry is going to, like, increase that yardage per carry against them. At yep. the Josh Jacobs, with that with that fractured shoulder, I, I don't know. I think you start him again. He, they're not using him in the passing game, so that's another knock against him. But – and the Titans have a great rushing defense, like I've been saying all year. But I think he just—I don't know, man. I don't even know. I talk. I'm, I'm talking. I have start with the typical expectations, but as I keep on talking, I'm talking myself out of starting Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's just you just hope they don't fall behind, man. That's really the only thing that I'm worried about with him because they're just refusing to use him in the passing game. That injury is just so. That shoulder injury, but he's he's been playing, but I I don't know, man. The Titans' rush defense is I don't think they're gonna have a lot of goal line opportunities either. Mm, I don't know. What's Sid Jacobs? Do you have better options? That's the question. Probably not. Philip <laughs> over Josh Jacobs. Who? Philip. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll probably play Philip Lindsay over him. The running back for the Steelers. Over uh, Jacobs. Jacobs. Okay. Corey Davis is a sit. AJ Brown is a sit. Tyrell Williams is a flex play, I believe, especially if Adore Jackson is not playing because they're in the same position uh, with no cornerbacks. Like, who who was that again with no cornerbacks? 
Uh, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. They're in the same position. Dory Jackson is questionable to play. He didn't practice today, like I said. Um, Malcolm Butler is out. He's on the IR. And LaShawn Sims, the other cornerback, is out. So they'll only be playing with, like, three starting cornerbacks. So I think he'll, he'll, he'll get a little bit of that t- t- touchdown deodorant. I don't know, man. He's a sit for me. I got it's, it's just it's my my flex play on him is depending if Adore Jackson plays. Uh, with, they, with them with him being questionable, I think he's not going to play. He's just been a bust in all but one game where he hasn't scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think he put up ten points that week, and since week six, he's the sixty second ranked receiver in that span. With a span which he wasn't scoring touchdowns. Hopefully, he scores a touchdown. Yeah, that's, I mean, just not trying to bake on touchdowns, man. Yeah, that's true. I think the matchup, the matchup good. The Titans have been pretty vulnerable getting to the wide receivers the last couple of weeks, too, with all these cornerbacks going out. Man. Jonu Smith um, is a sit for me. Yeah, I mean, you got what you call it, uh, Delaney Walker on IR, and Oakland's allowing a lot of points to tight ends. They're allowing the six most. But he only got two targets last week, so yeah, I, I don't want to play him. Not trust him. Uh, D- uh, Darren Waller is a start for me uh, with Hunter Henry going out. Uh, those targets came back. He caught Hunter Renfro. What did I say? Hunter Henry. <laughs> with Hunter Renfro, my bad, y'all. With Hunter Renfro uh, going out, um, he saw those targets come back to life. He had nine targets, caught seven of them for 100 yards. We saw what Jack Doyle did last week against him. Um, I think you definitely just roll him out there as a tight end one this week. Yep, I agree. Uh, the Steelers are at the Cardinals. Delvin Hodge is a sit for me. Kyler Murray is a start, but you got to temper your expectations. Like uh, I meant to say, a 43.5 point over under the Steelers are favored by 2.5. Um, Kyler Murray is going to be facing those Steelers. Like I said, uh, a 9.45% sack rate. The third highest in the NFL. I think you're just hoping that he runs the ball a little bit, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel strongly about Kyler this week. Yeah, I'm definitely temper expectations. Um, but he has proven to, you know, put up points again in tough matchups. Did it against San Fran twice. Did it against Baltimore. So hopefully he just rushes. That's really what I want him to do. Last week was just bad. Yeah, it was. It was bad all around for him. They were not ready coming out there by, which is strange. Like, but I'm starting them. Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels, you like them? I like Benny Snell. Don't like Samuel. Uh, with Snell, I mean, with Connor out, uh, Snell has received 19 and a half opportunities the last two weeks. So just off of volume alone, I think he's a high upside flex, low RB2 type player. Kian Drake and David Johnson. He no longer gets the song. No, no, definitely not. Uh, I'm going to start Drake if I had to choose, of course. But Chase might be back. I think he was active last week, but he's just wasn't, you know, it was kind of like a Jordan Wilkins situation, an emergency. Um, So I wouldn't want to play Drake with all three running backs active. There's no telling how they're going to be used. Mm -hmm. And it's not the best matchup either with uh, Steelers allowing the four fewest points to running backs. I think you can start James Washington if Juju is not in, which it don't look like he's not. Well, they said he's not going to be in, so I think James Washington is a lock start. Yep. Put up 17 and 19 the last two weeks. And Peterson, who hasn't looked good 
since coming back from that PED suspension. You need them steroids, baby. Exactly. Uh, he's allowing an 82% catch rate. That is insane, bro. An 82% catch rate. You could have stayed out for that. And he, exactly, bro. And uh, he's graded out as a 48 on PFF. So. Christian Kirk. This is a nice start. Uh, Christian Kirk. Um, if I had to choose one of the receivers, it would be him. Kirk is averaging eight targets a game, but he does have a tough matchup against Steven Nelson. Bad, um, bad. Steven Nelson's um, giving up .24 fantasy points per route. That's among the lowest of the cornerbacks, and he's graded out to 77 on PFS. Yeah, I definitely think you got to tip your expectations right there. Now for the question that everybody wants to know. The dance. Are you going to dance with Vance McDonald as he's playing the Cardinals, a.k.a. start your tight end? Bruh. Tyler Higby. Dwelly. I'm starting Vance McDonald, bruh. Those are two two tight ends that had career days against the um, Cardinals, and nobody even knew about them like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? They knew their name because they were the handcuffs, but... Bruh, I'm Are you in a position where you have to start uh, Zach McDon- uh, McDonald? Uh, nah, I don't so think so. I don't think so. I don't know, man. I don't know. He hasn't been getting targeted. He's only gotten targeted four times while Dev's been the quarterback. I just, I don't know. It's the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. If, I mean, if coaches don't game plan to get their tight end involved when they know they're facing the Cardinals, they're, I mean, they're just weird, bro, because. Tight ends are literally running wide ass open against the Cardinals, bro. They're not even trying to guard these people, it seems like, bro. Just literally, they're wide open, bro. That is very true. That is awesome. Well, Higby look like superstars against them, man. That is insane, bro. I don't know, man. I just feel in my gut, it says, try something else. Try Jack Doyle. <laughs> I want to force him. I would play Jack Doyle over him. I want to force him in the lineup, but with a lot of people streaming and shit, Vance McDonald is among the top streamers. Oh, definitely. I'll go with that. The Seahawks are at the Rams, a 46-and-a-half point over under the Seattle Seahawks. are favored by two-and-a-half. Russell Wilson, a locked-in start. Uh, Jared Goff is a sit. Um, it's not necessarily a plus matchup, and I'm only trusting Jared Goff going forward in plus matchups. That's, all, just, right. that's all I got with it. I don't have that's, – that's it. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Chris Carson, uh, Rashad Penny. I think you can start both of them. Uh, just temper your expectations because the Rams have such a, a great rushing defense, but I just think the Seattle Seahawks don't care. They're going to run the ball regardless. They're just one of those teams. Exactly. Look at the Vikings last week. They have a good run defense. They still combine for 45 opportunities, 216 yards, and three touchdowns against them. So I think they're both in play. Um, I think Carson's gonna think the offense is gonna run through him still. He's still the guy, but they're they are involved in Penny, which is what a lot of people thought was gonna happen coming into the year. So finally starting to do it. And I think Penny's a nice flex option. Hey, Chris Carson, message from the fantasy community. I know it was all good. You wanted to give Rashad Penny like your touchdown, and that was cool, bro. <laughs> don't, don't do that, do that again. Like, don't do that again, bro. Like, don't do that again. Like if I would have needed that that week, I would have been right. Oh. Imagine the Carson owners thinking of that, like hearing that shit, bro. Like what? I said, I said dog. 
Because I was mad when they when they put when they kept Rashad Penny in on that goal line. I said, "Why is Chris Carson not in?" But I was up by like thirty at that point, so I didn't care. But mm. still, uh, Ty Gurley is a start for me. They've started to run the ball. I guess they said we're going out on them arthritis knees one way or another, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so they started to run Ty Gurley uh, nineteen times, nineteen plus times a game now. Yeah, he's still not using a passer game, man. That's the only concern because he's been super efficient with his touches, but he's only getting uh, a little under three targets over the last four games. So I think he's, of course, got that RB1 ceiling, but you got to look at him as an RB2 now, uh, in my opinion. Especially going forward, too, in Dynasty. Oh, sell in Dynasty, bro. I ain't buying. Not too. I tried to. I would bought for playoff time, but not going forward. Um, Tyler Lockett is a start for me. I know he had that zero catch last week, and that's an ugly uh, floor. But I think you got to keep rolling him out there. Um, Russell, he's getting efficient passes from Russell Wilson, and that's Russell Wilson. I don't think that's Russell Wilson's number one target. I was about to say that, but I, that would be a lie because I think DK Metcalf is now Russell Wilson's number one target. Yep, he's been averaging eight targets over the last four weeks. So, you may be right about that. You could be seeing a lot of uh, Jalen Ramsey, though. That That is one thing that scares me. Um, and the Rams have not – they've only allowed one wide receiver to have over 100 yards this year. So, that's another thing. But it's Russell Wilson, and I believe both of the Russell Wilson wide receivers are startable this week. Yep. Uh, Lockett, man. You, you, like you said, it's last couple of weeks has been bad for Lockett, but he was playing through an injury and had the flu last week. Mm-hmm. So not panicking yet. He was still at 88% of the snaps last week. So not panicking yet, man. Josh Gordon and David Moore, I uh, just don't feel comfortable putting them in my lineup. I know David Moore scored the touchdown last week, but he's the touchdown of us type of guy. And I thought Josh Gordon would type of, uh, will start to emerge a little bit more. Maybe if they sign him on to next year, I feel better going for it. But I don't think he'll have any relevance this year. Uh, Cooper Cup is a start for me. Um, you just hope he scores a touchdown. He's definitely cooled off significantly from the beginning of the year. Uh, Robert Woods is starting to heat it up. Uh, he's finally seeing the targets come through. He saw 19 of them last week. That's outstanding. <laughs> Still didn't uh, score a touchdown. Still didn't score a touchdown. He'll be matched up against Shaquille Griffin this week. So um I guess you gotta kind of tip your expectation just because Shaquille Griffin is kind of a good cornerback. Uh but those 19 targets, you can't beat 19 targets. Yeah. He gets anywhere close to that. He's still gonna yeah, still yeah. can produce. Uh Brandon Cooks is a sit for me. I just can't trust him. Nope. Uh That's top double digit PPR points this week four. And he's put up three and f- three and four points the last two games since returning from that concussion. Jacob Hollister is a stream play for me this week. He hasn't seen less than four targets since he's uh, become the starter for the Seahawks. And in this tight end landscape, I don't think, um, you know, that's what you're looking for. Just somebody who's going to see consistent targets. Wow. Um, Jared Everett or Tyler Higby. You want any of, any of those this week? If uh, Everett's out, then yeah, I wouldn't mind Higby. I got um, – I know you said – I forgot who you said gives up the second most points to the tight ends, but I got Seattle giving up the second most points to the tight ends. 
Dude, I got the Buccaneers. I, think yeah, I know they were at one point. They were at one point, but I don't know who. It was. Let me let me go back. I don't want. Yeah, I think it's the Buccaneers. Yeah, FF has a Seattle. Uh, but anyway, they top they top five in you know according to both our numbers. So there you go. Um, so if he's out, if Everett's out, I wouldn't mind him. Which one? Oh, Higby. Yeah, if Everett's out, I wouldn't mind Higby. But if Everett's in. Then I don't want I'm not playing him. I'm not playing Everett either because they'll both be getting snaps. That is very true. The Giants are at the Eagles of 47. Oh, hold on. We gotta do it. Monday night football, the final game of the week. Are you ready for some football? Oh. Monday night party. Yeah, yeah. The Giants are at the Eagles of 47 point over under. The Eagles are favored by eight and a half. The Eagles. Eli Manning show is back in Philadelphia as he will be the starter and he will be on the bench or on the waiver wire because I don't want any part of it. Even though the Eagles do have a great, even though it is a plus matchup, I'm not trusting him back in the first, in one game. So you don't want to start him, but I would get excited about having the skill players around Eli. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Especially Barkley. Because they are Philly is a stout run defense, but the thing that was made him such a beast last year was he was getting that that Christian McCaffrey type volume in a passing game. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, seeing almost he was seeing a target and a half more with um, Eli under center than he was with uh, Daniel Jones this year. So you know he's gonna get the targets. And I feel like the the giant I got that written down, and I feel like. The Eagles' defensive line are going to be headhunting for Eli, so I feel like he's definitely going to be dumping the ball off a lot. That's why I feel so strong about Evan Ingram this game. Yeah, um, Ingram too. He was getting crazy volume. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, those are Eli's guys, and that's who's, who. That's who he is going to go back to. Um, I know we did probably didn't talk about this in the news and notes, but Golden Tate is going to play on Sunday. So how does that make you feel about him and Sterling Shepard? I probably wouldn't. I mean, it is a good uh, pass defense, so I would probably, I probably would feel good with uh, Shepard and Tate. Maybe Shepard more because Shepard played with Eli. He has you know more chemistry than Tate does, so he might look at Shepard more. But I would, you know, that's how I rank it: Shepard and then Tate, and then Slayton after them. I don't huh? want to say Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey is a start for me. Miles Sanders. Is a start as long as Jordan Howard is out because the volume has been there. Um, I think we said it before. Carson Wentz is, of course, as a start. Um, he looked. They lost to the Dolphins, but he came. He did. He still had a what? He had twenty plus day against the Dolphins. No. Um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I think you can play both of them. I think you can stream Dallas Goddard in a pinch, and I think Zach Ertz is still um, locked in tight end one. I agree. Uh, that brings us to the end of this week. Now let's get to the starts and sit. Who is your start of the week? My start of the week, and I hate to say this because I'm going against them in one of the playoff matchups I'm in this week. But nonetheless, it's Alshon Jeffrey. Um, if you remember last week, coming back, he had 16 targets. So that just goes to show how much he's needed in this offense. They had nobody while he was hurt. Um, and add to the fact that he's going to be matched up with Janoris Jenkins, who's given up 
um, 0.43 fantasy points per route, 61% catch percentage, and he's graded out as a 66 on PFF. Mm. So he is in for a big game this week, and I'm fucking scared. Uh, I talked in length about him earlier. I meant to save my spill for my start of the week, but I gave it during the um, during the game of the week rundown. I mean, the games rundown. Uh, so my start of the week is Philip Lindsay. I'm not going to talk y'all ear off about him again and say the same stats. So yeah, Philip Lindsay, my start of the week. My sit of the week, on the other hand, is Marquise Hollywood Brown. And he popped up on the injury report with another ankle injury. Well, not another ankle, but the same ankle injury. Um, I think that floor is very low. We've seen it in a bad matchup against the 49ers last week when he only got targeted two times. And this is another bad matchup. He'll be facing uh, Tredavious White, who is one of the better quarterbacks. In the and I just don't think you can start him this week. I like it. I'm going to go with the week. I'm going to go with uh... – a trio, the San Francisco running backs. Mm. So, you know, they, they are among the top rushing teams. But the thing about them, man, is we never know who is going to be the guy. We've had games where Coleman, Breida, and Mostert all had the best days of the three. Mm. And then you got the random Jeff Wilson vulture touchdown. So, Mostert has looked the best. But we just don't know how he's going to be used this week, and they're going against one of the top Russian te- uh, Russian defenses in uh, Saints. So I'm yeah. staying away, and I'm observing because if Mostert does lead the team in snaps again, then I might want to play him next week. But especially if they play in the Falcons, yeah, I can't can't sit, I can't start any San Francisco running back this week. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, that is it, folks. That brings us to the end of this episode, the end of Week One of the playoffs. If you're listening to this, hopefully we brought y'all through it. Um, make sure if we did bring y'all through it or brought y'all to the playoffs, if you haven't already, leave us a review so everybody else can see that we are the podcast that is changing the wave out here. Um, yeah, bro. Good luck. I don't think I'm playing you nowhere, so I think it's good luck, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, man. Good luck, bro. <laughs> good luck to all the listeners, man. Good luck to all the listeners. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you um, follow us on Twitter at fantasy in session um, Sunday morning. We'll be giving out last minute start sit advice. Hopefully we'll come up with the answer of Debo versus John Brown by then. Oh, the answer. <laughs> <laughs> if not, man, wish me luck guys. Uh, that's it folks.